Hello and welcome to episode 39 of North Point Plus. I have to make sure we're recording. Yes, we are recording. Mark and I started with some other conversations before we hit record and we're a little off point. Been talking for a solid like 15, 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah <laughs> my brain hurts. I just needed to make sure at some point I hit the record <laughs> button. Okay. You're not going to hear those other conversations. No. Those are for... Yeah, North Point Plus Plus. Those are for us and God. Yeah. So and they should stay like between us and God. Good conversation. But yes, anyway, beneficial, yeah. All right. but nothing to do with North Point Plus. I don't Plus. Like it cut out as an intro. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> Welcome to North Point Plus. Uh, this is our follow-up podcast. Uh, we gather together every Sunday. We do life together. We worship. We fellowship. We do all the church word things. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned it yesterday in your message that all of that is great and good. Yeah. But a lot of that can just be kind of one-way yeah. conversation. And that has its place. Yeah. And we like to have dialogue because yeah. we always say life is better when you do life together and you go further in relationship this is one of the ways we can do that yeah two ways i mean this is great uh but also hopefully you're plugged into a life group i'm pitching life groups baby do it um because that's really where you can have dialogue over the stuff that you heard not only heard on sunday but just in life in general how that plays out in practice yep because even this is a little more dialogue and i love that we do this a lot right. of places are not doing something like this yep um to try and engage after a sunday talk but um yep maybe level level three level up maybe <laughs> uh, life group or, or lunch group or somebody you're you're having the conversation yeah. with so yep okay yeah that's great so we um we kicked off a new series we did but before we get to that we have a question yeah. about the last series yeah. so this came in um where we're basically recapping the last series so uh for those that need to be brought up to speed maybe you're maybe you have a short attention span you're mm. like a goldfish you don't remember what you had for breakfast i, I do or what we talked about yeah. last week so we had a series called who cares we, we were talking about evangelism, but not evangelism. Not, not the word. Not the baggage evangelism yeah. that you bring with it. But what does it look like in our modern day and age, in the modern context of the church, to share Jesus with people? Is that just like you run through the checklist of Romans wrote, knock on doors. Uh, instead of leaving a tip at a restaurant, you leave a Bible tract. Mm. <laughs> like, is mm. that what evangelism is? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't do that. Don't yeah. leave don't leave gospel <laughs> tracks instead of tips. <laughs> you can leave both, but yeah, don't don't do that. Yeah. Um, so we got a question. So uh, this this person says, "I'm a late bloomer." I you know I read that question. Uh, you sent it to me just a little while ago, and I thought it said, "I'm a late boomer." I That's did how too. I read. That. I read it several times. Okay. I was like, it was, I, it wasn't until we sat here, and I'm like, "Oh, I read that wrong." I'm a late bloomer. Bloomer. Does that put you in your like sixties? What is a, a late boomer? boomer Gosh, be? I don't know. Okay, let's forget. It. Go ahead, much, do your thing. It's too much I'm work. Sorry, uh, late bloomer here. Now that we know how to share uh, a mix of our story and knowledge about the story of Christ without tossing a tract in their face, so good on you yeah. for not tossing tracts in people's faces. What are those staples to plant the seeds? So I'm assuming they're not talking about actual staples to plant seeds, but <laughs> practical ways in our lives of what does it look like now that we know what it means to share our story with the truth of Jesus how do we do that how do we plant those seeds with the people around us yeah yeah when I read the uh, question I was curious if they meant like what are the theological pieces or mm. the statements or sure. the ideas that you can you can drop into conversations or into people's lives that will cause yeah I don't know. So I don't know how I don't know how to read this question, but let's do both. If, well, uh, if we're reading it the kind of the way I read it, I, I don't have a good answer because I think the complexity is that um, in relationships with people, as you develop relationships and you become uh, a master of asking questions and good questions, yeah, that um, uh, you listen. <laughs> this sounds really kind of, and I'm not meaning to be base, but yeah, you listen to the answers to those questions, and that gives you there. There you go. Those are the things, right? Um, the uh, I, 
you know, I, I, I have, I work in, in some other environments besides just a church yep. and, uh, I'm consistently uh, listening to stories and asking questions and just trying to get to know people. Cause I like people and people have great stories, yeah. but that tells me where to drop, um, some things. So, so yeah, so I don't, I don't have a great answer for that question, but something that seems to come up over and over again, that many people, um, outside of relationship with Jesus struggle with is feeling loved. Mm. So as we talk about Christ's love for us, right, that matches a pain point in people. Mm. Um, as we yeah. listen to people's stories, they often tell stories of emptiness and no hope, void, um, and yeah, and again, pain. Yeah, and so those become for me, I guess, I guess seeds. Yeah, where you know we can have that conversation. So yeah, yeah, I think it's it's interesting that you point that out of 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 listening, seeing. What what we can emphasize from the truth of Jesus, because I think you even see that in the Gospels that are written. Like mm-hmm. uh, Matthew wrote his Gospel the way he did. His perspective is not different on who Jesus is, but right. he writes from a different perspective right. because he knows that, okay, I'm writing to a Jewish audience that struggles to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Yeah. And so that becomes the emphasis of all of Matthew's talking points. Yeah. Is it's, it's shown through the lens of how do I show Jesus as the Messiah? Yeah. I don't know if that will be the same pain point that you might have with someone talking at lunch over Bob with, you know, at Bob Evans. Right. Maybe. Right. Maybe that's what you go through and then you you walk through Matthew. But it, it, like, like you said, it's probably those pain points that people are dealing with of not feeling loved, feeling lonely. There's so much depression and anxiety in our world. Um, the way mental health is going on on all these things. Um, so that's certainly a huge piece of it. Um, but like you said, I mean, the, the staple for me is relationship with people. Yeah. And that looks different for everybody. You've yeah. got different emphasis of where relationships are. Your family's here. You might like my family's on different sides of the state and different, different places. So I've invested a lot in friendships and work relationships look different for people. So a lot of it is, you know, it's not to try to cop out of the answer, but it, yeah. it is different yeah. for everyone. It's, it's but the important, cha- the importance is relationship. It's such a challenge. Relationship is such a challenge because it's so inefficient. Yes. And this is where things like, uh, and I don't want to knock door to door, you know, knock it on doors and you have right. your kind of your set thing. Cause I, I get it. Lots of, lots of folks c- came to Christ through that because mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's hilarious and Jesus is wonderful and he uses all kinds of things. Yes, he does. But, um, but where those things have become popular because they're much more efficient. And as Americans, man, we love efficiency. Make it quick. Uh, make it quick. Make it simple. Give me a system and then some yeah. check boxes so I can have some metrics and evaluate. And I'm a metrics guy. I mean, you know me. Right. I love metrics and evaluating, but relationships are not that. They're right. so long and they're so twisty, turny, and it's right. just not efficient. Right. And so, and so it's just difficult. And so, yeah, I'm with you 100. Uh, uh, de- developing relationships. And then I just, I feel like every time I come on the podcast, I'm talking about asking good questions. I'm now the question <laughs> asker guy. But, but, um, but yeah, I, we, we just got to become masters at asking good questions for yeah. the sake of getting to know people. Yeah. Not so I can inject my story, yep. but so I can actually know this person. I think that's the hard part. I, I think as Christians, we think we have the answer. And we do. So I should be the one providing the answer. Yes. Why am I the one asking questions? Right. So if someone comes up to me and says, hey, you know, I'm really struggling with finances, yeah. it's my responsibility <laughs> to answer immediately right. that through Jesus, yeah. you'll be saved and you'll still have struggles with finances. Yeah. <laughs> Which all that's true. Right. So here, let's do a very American thing. Mm. 
Before you tell anybody anything, ask seven questions. <laughs> there's no magic to seven. It's biblical. I mean, there's a number yeah, it's there. It's the number of fullness. And oh. I don't know. Something like that. Like, just how do I ask a million questions? And yeah. Jesus did that. He asked a million questions. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It's a great, good practice. Great question. Appreciate you asking it. Yeah. I don't know if this was helpful, but hopefully. <laughs> it expanded your mind in such a way. Right? Yes. Cool. That's good. All right. Now we're on to the new series. So we kicked off a new series. Uh, we're going through the book of Colossians. And so, uh, like Chris mentioned on Sunday, um, we would encourage you guys to read this with us, go through it. I mean, Colossians is not a super long book. You could read it in one sitting. It'd probably take, depending on your reading speed, maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 20 minutes. I don't know. If you read as fast as Ben Shapiro, you'll be done in 20 seconds. So that'll be fine. I can't believe Shapiro <laughs> made it onto the podcast. He had to make it in one. It's been, it's been, what, 39 episodes? It's been a cease and desist letter at some point. <laughs> Great. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll bleep it out. Yeah. <laughs> then you can insert the name of someone who speaks fast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I encourage you to read that with us. Um, yeah. We think it would be cool that over these next few weeks, these next few months, that as a church, we're just going through Colossians over and over and over again. And we were talking, one of the things we were talking about before we <laughs> officially started recording is just how rich yeah. God's Word is, yeah. that you could read these same verses and then, oh my gosh, the depth yeah. that you can get into this. Um, so that's what we're looking to do in this series is really just dive in and saying, let God's Word speak. What is God saying? So I've kind of unpacked a little bit of the series, but you introduced the series. So what did we talk about yesterday? What do we need to know about Colossians? What, what do you want people to take away from this intro? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for the first eight verses in, um, in Colossians, nah, maybe the, this is kind of cool. This is for, for, for podcast yeah. people. This is for North Point Plus the people. Exclusive. You get like the inside scoop on how we do sermon prep at North Point. Yeah. Uh, very often, well, we have a teaching team. We'll talk about series, get some creative ideas, all that kind of stuff. And then most often we get assigned texts. Yep. So uh, one person on the team will kind of lay out, here's the texts. We think this is a natural, or I think this is a natural flow, and then we get assigned a text. So I'm just saying that because I want you to know I got assigned <laughs> the intro to Colossians, which my, my friend, um, a buddy of mine read that, and she's like, that's the most boring part, Chris. What has happened? <laughs> and I thought that was super funny. So, so it's the intro to Colossians. So, uh, yeah, so yesterday we just kind of did some intro stuff in terms of who uh, the city is and who wrote it and who's written yeah. to it. Because that's important stuff. We got to know the original context, the original hearer, the original author to really interpret it correctly. Yeah. But, um, but then as I, I just spent, you know, time in living in the text, it just kept coming up to do we know what the gospel is? Yeah. Because we use that phrase all the time. And so I tried to paint a picture of some yeah. false gospels and then what um, what I think the true gospel is. Yeah. Um, that, and we might all articulate articulate that somewhat differently. Yep. But, but I, you know, I think there's a big component to it that we sometimes miss. So. Yeah, so that was it. So if you didn't listen yeah. to it, it'd probably be worth listening, especially the last five minutes, because I think that's probably the... For me, that's the part that... Like, it's, I don't know how, man, it sounds self-serving. That was the most important part to me. Yeah. <laughs> is that, can I say that? I sure. wrote it. Is, okay. So Why to not? me, that's the part that I'm taking away is yeah. that last five minutes or so, eight yeah. minutes of yeah. well, the it, true gospel. It's not, I don't, I'm not trying to also pat you on the back, oh, but it's clear. Free. I could take it. In reading through Colossians that that's what's important to Paul Yeah, is as Paul wrote this letter, he continually comes back to this concept of who is Jesus yep. What does that mean for us? Yeah. Do you really believe that? Yeah. Yep. And that has massive ramifications for us, which goes into our questions yeah, all right. <laughs> for the message. Yeah, so uh, the first question we got um, talks about, y y towards the end, um, you brought up these false gospels, and that's something that Paul brings up as these examples of there's some sort of fishiness going on in the church in Col uh, Colossae where yeah. there's something false, there's something weird, there's something dangerous I, it would be a word that I would use. Mm -hmm. So what are the ramifications of believing a false 
gospel? Yeah. And is there a difference between a false gospel and a false teaching? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know about the second half. I haven't thought enough to decide if there's a difference between a false gospel and a false teaching. I'll let you yeah. tackle that one. Great. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I just haven't thought about it. So yeah. in, in my, my off-the-cuff answer would be, I don't think so, but I, I haven't thought about it, so right. I don't really want to land there. Right. But, um, but I do think that there are uh, ramifications for buying into what, what I called a false gospel yesterday, or I, I also hedged it with an incomplete gospel. Yeah. And maybe that's a more palatable term. Sure. Um, and it's, there's accuracy to that because some of the things that I mentioned, like the gospel of shame, for example, which mm-hmm. usually starts out with, uh, you're a dirty, rotten sinner in need of a Savior. You need to get yourself cleaned up, come to Jesus, and live right. Yep. It's, not, it's not 100% wrong. It just doesn't go back far enough. And, and right. so like a ramification, and this, this I see often in folks that grew up in Christian homes, uh, grew up in the church maybe, or around church, um, is they've bought into this shame gospel where I'm just mm. this filthy, filthy person. But, right. but when we understand what a relationship with Jesus does for us, it makes us not that person. Matter of fact, Paul later right. on, I think it's Galatians, says, you, were, you once were right. these things, but you are not. Yep. And yet Satan absolutely loves us existing in guilt and yep. shame. So the shame gospel is incredibly damaging Yep. Christians, because we could be ineffective. We're like, oh, man, I'm not a very good Christian. I'm not a right. very good lover of Jesus. I don't want to talk to people about that. I'm so embarrassed of my life. Or yep. or we spiral into depression and um, anxiety and just these components of that are so prevalent in our culture. Maybe some of that is just rooted in a misunderstanding of the gospel. Hmm. On the other side of the fence, I think it's the other side of the fence, we might call it the American gospel, which mm-hmm. is, I defined it a couple different ways, and we have, we, everybody probably have their own definition. Right. Just this sense that the American dream is the gospel. God wants you to be uh, wealthy and... Happy, healthy, and wealthy. Happy, healthy, and wealthy. Um, but what, what if not? Yeah. What if not? What if that's right. not what God has for you? And and what about folks who live in countries that don't embrace the American dream <laughs> as yeah. as the gospel, and yet they're passionate followers of Jesus? Yeah. So yes, yeah. yes, believing these false gospels, not understanding really what the gospel is in terms of yeah. um, how we were created, what the original intent was, mm. what the brokenness is, and then and then what it means for us now in a, in a relationship with Jesus, and then yep. what that looks like. Revelation twenty one twenty two. Yeah. In the future, what does that look like? So I think there's this real help in understanding the completeness there. Yeah. Because it brings a fullness to us. Yeah. So, anyways, wow. I started. I felt like I preached again. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> no, that's good. That's why they're asking questions. <laughs> yeah. I think the, I think the way I would put it is, what are the ramifications of believing false gospel? The the ramifications can be eternal. Mm. Um. If you if you live under that framework, that doesn't have this emphasis on Jesus then that can be an eternal consequence of that. Um, like I think of Paul somewhere in the book of Romans, towards the end of the book of Romans, talks about the Jews that are so passionate about God. Mm. And in the midst of their good zeal for God, they're missing mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that to Paul is like that, you are worshiping the right God yeah. in your great passion yeah. and you're missing Jesus. Yeah. And that small miss on the mark is a massive consequence. Um, John 10.10, Jesus says, I've come to give life and give it to the full. Yeah. And so many Christians don't live like they're having full life, like they're enjoying Mm. 
yep. life. Like there is a fullness, a richness, an overflowingness to it. Yeah. And I think some of that is born out of wrong gospels. So yeah. again, we, we do this thing. I called it the Jesus only or Savior only gospel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this idea that, that well, I prayed a prayer someday, so I'm fine. And I, maybe so. Maybe that person's going to go to heaven, and that's, that's not, not the issue right. at all. They're saved. But, um, but boy, missing out on the 80 years in between mm-hmm. or whatever of what it means to abide in Christ, to be with yep. Christ, to be in Christ. That's sad. It's just like yep. it's supposed to be so different. Right. So it may, I, I agree with you, there could be eternal consequences. There could also just be here and now consequences 100%. where your eternity is yep. secure. But, oh, man, what a what a yeah. boring, sad, yeah. less than existence you have now. Yep. It could have been so much. Yeah, better. yeah, and I totally resonate. As someone that was brought up in a church that was very much shame gospel, yeah. which was... You're totally depraved, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you are, yeah. and that's, so you're kind of just working Stay out of this. Yeah. You're trying to work out of this state of where, like, man, I hope eventually God can be proud of me, and, and eventually He will. One day when you die, right. and, and in heaven, and you're made, and, and it's not. That's the hard part is that's not wrong. Like right, rightness. Right. In there, there is truth that Ish. we just like. I don't know. We twist things by like inserting our own. Yeah. preferences of, well, I think this is what God would be like, because yeah. this is how I would operate. And if that's what your God is like, that's not good. <laughs> if yeah. God is like me, right. that's a problem. <laughs> so, so in that shame gospel, how does that gel with a Hebrews passage? It says we approach the throne of grace with confidence. Like we, right. we go to God with confidence. Well, not if you're ashamed of your right. dirty, nasty filthiness, which right. there is sometimes guilt over our, right. I've chosen today to not live in a way that pleases Jesus. Right. God, I'm a moron. Yeah. I feel horrible. I feel ugh, yep. gross. Yep. Thank you for your mercy, your grace, your forgiveness. I can approach God with confidence mm. because he doesn't see me in that state. Right. Wow, we're getting deep theology here. Yeah. No, I think it goes back to, I not to bring my message into it, but anyway. I, what I talked about last week yeah. was one of the things that's important to notice, especially with Paul, because Paul is very specific in how he writes his letters, yeah. is, is Paul talking in past tense or present tense? Mm-hmm. And that's when he's talking in the church, sin is past tense. Always, yeah. It's not that saying that we don't sin, right? But you were like this. Yeah. Now you're not. Yeah. Now you are. You are the holy saints of yeah. the Church of Colossae. Yeah, tremendous. Like, is that how we talk about ourselves? That we are the holy saints of the Church of North Point, we in are, Dewitt, Michigan. Yeah, right. That is how God sees you. Yeah. And I'm. Am I going to ignore what God says about me because, like, I sinned? Right. Like, that's not to negate nope. sin. Nope. But it's to emphasize. What God did, yeah, the beautiful. salvation that God did is total. Yeah, not yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're getting excited over here. I yeah. love it. Mm, I'm gonna keep going. Okay. <laughs> All right. Last question. Um, you mentioned some examples of false gospels, and we talked about those: the shame gospel, the buddy Jesus gospel, the American gospels. Um, what were some of the false gospels mm. or teachings that the early church was dealing with, and are they different from what we deal with today? I thought this was a great question. This is a great question. This is really like somebody knows, like you've. You've read some books, or yeah. you've had <laughs> some knowledge in this area, I think, because yeah. that's a really... And um, part of me wants to say, stay tuned for the mm-hmm. rest of Colossians, because this is going to get unpacked, I think, in much more uh, uh, articulate ways. Yeah. Um, but but just because you asked, and I, I want to... You know, yeah. there, there's a couple that we see crop up regularly throughout the New Testament. Um, one that, that I think we're going to deal with some in Colossians is this thing that we often refer to as the Judaizers. Mm. So it was this um, uh, you know Jewish sect that was somehow connected to Christianity, yeah. um, probably cr- Christian in some 
component, but we're we're convinced that you had to add in all this Jewish stuff, yep. like circumcision, uh, you know, synagogue worship, uh, yep. adherence to dietary Jewish laws and whatnot. Um, which for Gentiles who had never done that, that was like, oh, wait, what? We got to do what? To who? Where? <laughs> you're touching my? No, you're not. Right. Um, so, so, so that really that really uh, caused churn for these these non-Jews who really wanted to have this passionate abiding with relationship with Jesus yeah. that Paul or whoever had preached to them. And then these folks would come along behind and go, oh, also you have to do all these things. And so Paul was animately opposed hmm. to, this, to this group, yeah. uh, r- reminding the Gentile believers that is not true. And there's some great, there's some great rich stuff here because we've yep. got some, you know, Jerusalem Council that have this dialogue, Peter and Paul are trying to figure out amongst the other uh, disciples of the time that we're trying to figure out, okay, what exactly do Gentiles have to do to be part of this engrafted right. Right. thing between Jews and Gentiles and God? And so it's, it's fun and it's complex. And, yeah. and, and at the end of the day, they really land on, for the, for the most part, Jesus, uh, mm. you know, and they, they, a couple <laughs> of little <laughs> bits and tads over here and over yeah. there. But with the church in Colossae, um, that's what they're, you know, that's, that's the push. Yep. And so you got this Judaizers. And then the other thing that you have is, and you, you maybe have heard this, phrase before I know you have, but uh, listeners I'm sure have, uh, called Gnostics. Mm-hmm. And, and while I don't think um, the time that, this is me, we'll see how much trouble we get in the next couple of weeks, I'm not convinced that they have full Gnosticism in Colossae. I think the timing is wrong probably yeah. in the history of the world for that, but we can have this proto-Gnostic right. concepts because it takes, you know, centuries or whatever for ideologies <laughs> to develop. Yeah. And so um, we had some of these these concepts, though, that were uh, beginning to take form. And, and Gnosticism, for those guys, it, no reason you should know this, but um, this idea of having secret knowledge. Mm-hmm. And if you, unless you have this secret knowledge, you can't really have an understanding of the thing. Yeah. So in this case, you don't really understand Christianity or Jesus unless you have this secret knowledge. Yeah. And then Gnosticism goes off the rails from there because it talks about how yeah. um, matter is bad, physical matter is bad, only spiritual stuff is good. Therefore, Jesus couldn't have been a real person. He was yeah. just like a spirit. Yeah ghost dude walking around which yep. doesn't gel with anything in scripture um but it does bring up ideas then like well you know sex is bad because kids are a byproduct of sex and so uh, that's a terrible thing because that's bringing spirit babies into matter and so yeah. you can't do that and so you'll see these things come out in paul's writings to other churches yeah and we read them today and we're like what the heck is he talking about <laughs> women will be saved by childbirth that don't make any sense and what that seems really chauvinistic and in yeah. reading it from our lens uh, yes sure. but reading it from an original hero lens he's working against some of these wacky yeah. ideologies that were, were were slipping into the uh, the church so probably some proto gnosticism which again is yep. a secret knowledge you got to have the secret knowledge of of uh, secret things that were whatever um, and then you know the Judaizers were coming in with all these rules and stuff. So I would yep. be probably a couple of, but sure. but somebody else way smarter than me will unpack it way better <laughs> when we hit chapter two and three. So yeah, I think the the interesting part is of this question for me was are they are the false gospels of then different from today? Yep. And it's almost like they just change their skin a little bit. I agree because when you when you have like the example of Gnosticism, which is this almost. Like you break up your religion into these tiered levels of like this higher spirituality where you unlock this knowledge, you get into this higher spirituality. And if you are familiar with cultic language, that's what Scientology is, is you kind of grow in your secret knowledge and you get into this higher level tier of unlocking spirituality through knowledge. And the higher you get, the more secrets will be revealed to you. Right. The more secrets, the more spiritual you are, the more prosperous you will be in that. Um, And so it's... 
it's uh, I mean the devil is very smart and very clever and very cunning and kind of lazy. That <laughs> we're not just really recycling we're not really reinventing yeah. anything new. It's just we're just changing the skin on things. Yeah. And so like another thing that you br- like um I can't remember if you mentioned it or not. Was basically like this kind of works salvation yeah. gospel of yeah. You have to be circumcised, or you have to continue to uh, avoid eating unclean animals, or whatever it might be. Like yeah. that was a thing that or was going you, on in the early you church. You can't dance, or you can't play cards, or you can't go to movies, or right. you have to. You have to go to church every Sunday, and right. you have to dress nice, wear your Sunday best. All these yeah. rules that we say are hinge your salvation on. Right. That's fine if you choose to not do those things or to do those things. You're fine. I don't dance because I'm bad at it. I don't dance because I'm white. So wait, can we say that on the podcast? <laughs> I'll allow it. And chubby, if that matters. <laughs> I, I, I prefer. I prefer <laughs> chonky. <laughs> Anyways, you're welcome. I'm getting an email. I hope. Oh, I hope so. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, I think the skin is different. The specifics might have been different for the different groups, but the yeah. strategy is the same, and it really is to separate you from Jesus. Yeah. That's what these these false ideologies yeah. are doing. To to put you in a position where either you feel like Jesus isn't enough, so you have to add a bunch of stuff, mm. or I would suggest you feel like there's no way I am can be involved in that because I'm so bad, broken, gross, uh, disgusting, sin-filled, yeah. whatever it might be. And so those ideologies remind you of that. Yeah. And so you're like, well, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I really want a relationship with Jesus, but I just can't have one because I'm so... Mm. There's no way Jesus could look at a guy like me and say, well, yeah, I love you, except he does. Except he did a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, these I think are good, that These are deep. I like these. Good stuff. Good questions. Great questions. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to leave people with before we, we head off into our week and we continue with Colossians? No, I'm really excited about this book. It'll be really interesting. So, yeah, letter, I call it. A, we call it them books. They're letters, but yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm excited. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for your time, Chris. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for submitting questions. Continue to do all the good social media stuff. Comment, like, share. Do all those fun things. Maybe just refresh that YouTube page a few times. Give us some extra views. That'd be great. <laughs> I'd appreciate that. Um, awesome. Yeah, well, we uh, encourage you to keep reading through Colossians. Uh, we'll pick up where Chris left off, so we'll be starting in verse 9. Mm-hmm. So just keep reading through Colossians, and we'll see you next week. 